Welcome to the No BS Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Christina Tahami, and we're going to be talking about all things health and wellness with none of the bullshit. It is time to get real about fitness, diet, dating, nothing is off topic. Make sure to hit that follow to hear all of your favorite topics with zero filters. Hello and welcome back to the No BS Health Podcast. Today I will be doing a solo Q&A episode. I always like doing these compared to making my Instagram stories 30 plus slides and I got a really great questions this time around so I'm very excited to answer them. Let's start off with some updates for you guys. Um, All right, one, I will have tickets out next month in March for my event. My event will be Saturday, May 4th in Palm Springs. It will not be an overnight event. However, it should be about six to seven hours. TBD on the exact time may start around noon and end around six. So I just want to kind of give you guys that six hour window. You can pop in and out. Saturday, May 4th in Palm Springs. Again, tickets are going to be around $200 because you'll be getting a ton of things. And I'm not going to say every single little workshop that's going to be happening there because it should, I'm still finalizing details, you'll be getting about, the ticket itself is 200 right? That's basically how much worth of goodie bags you're getting, but on top of that, you'll be getting a workout, TBD on what other things are going to be there, but my mom is going to be giving you guys a cooking lesson. Every single person is going to go home with a little jar of sourdough starter, and you are going to learn how to make sourdough. You're going to learn how to make bubble ganoush. You're going to learn how to make homemade pickles. You're going to learn how to make some hummus, or hummus, if you're Arab. You know that hummus is not how you pronounce it. (laughs) I saw a TikTok on this the other day, and this girl was like having a conversation with her friend as like a joke, and she's like, hummus, hummus, and she's like, what? She's like, you know, the Middle Eastern dip. And she's like, you mean hummus? And it's funny because that's literally how we pronounce it. We don't say hummus. I just say hummus because in America, that's what you guys know it as. Anyways, you'll be getting all of that. And on top of that, my mom is literally chefing this entire freaking event. And let me tell you, my mom's going to be making her grain-free paleo date cookies and grain-free biscottis and all the freaking food. You name it, you will get to eat my mom's food. But you guys, my mom, her sourdough starter is over two years old, okay? So there's a bunch of good probiotics in there. And I swear her sourdough is the best sourdough you'll ever have in your entire life, hands down. I literally give this to the founder of Coconut Cult, Noah, and he's always like, Christina, I don't know what your mom does with her sourdough, but it is so good. So I'm very excited for you guys to try it. I know it is an expensive ticket, but again, the goodie bags are filled with insane stuff. Insane. Cassandrino gave us some olive oil, cassava flour, baking cassava flour mixes from Odos, um, Ned's CBD sleep blends. Yep, you'll be getting some CBD sleep blends. I'm so excited for you. I have so many more things, and why am I blanking on them? I have no idea. Element sent us their electrolytes. Um, Simple Meal sent us some crackers, like a full box. Lovebird cereal, you guys should be getting boxes of those. Uh, Manuka honey from Wetterspoon. Oh my goodness, I'm not even done. That's just like a fraction of what you're getting. I'm just blanking right now, and I haven't gotten all the shipments in yet. I'm slowly getting them because I don't really want to stress myself out with this event. I have a lot of stuff coming up in the next couple months, and I literally go to Tampa 
the weekend before this event and I get back Monday night before the event at 10 p.m. And then I need to be in Palm Springs the day before. So (laughs) I'm a little bit overwhelmed. It's okay. But that's kind of why I wanted to plan this a couple months ahead because last event I did was not by myself. And we did that in like a month or two months. And it was just a lot to do within a month. And I had help, right? But this time I'm doing this entire event by myself and with my mom. But my mom doesn't know anything about behind the scenes. My mom's doing all the like cooking and things. So a lot of that brand outreach and planning and things is all me. And this event space, you guys, is so beautiful. There is a pool and a hot tub that you guys are actually welcome to use. There's a beautiful grass field. So we'll be doing a little workout. There's like a little mini golf on this, on site, I think. It's just so cute and just tons of sitting area. And again, I want to actually cap this at 20 people. So if you really, really are thinking about going, I highly recommend you snag the tickets ASAP. And I will keep updating. I'll be doing newsletters and Instagram stories when the tickets will be announced. They I haven't even made the ticket page yet. So don't stress about that. But if you are thinking about it, I would just make sure that you're staying informed or ask me if they've come out yet, you know, maybe update me in March, but it it will be sometime in March. My birthday's March 3rd, so it'll be after that, which I'm really excited because my friends and I are doing a little Temecula day and it is very intimate. It's like, unfortunately, guys, three of my best girlfriends are not able to go and I don't really have a huge group of friends. Like, I feel like I have my solid core girlfriends, but Thankfully, my best friend Cam will be there. Other than that, it's my close guy friends some fam, and it's going to be a really fun little wine day, and I'm very, very excited, actually. I, I found this really cute thing that I'm not even going to share, but it, it's just a cute winery that has this whole setup for you, and I'm just so, so excited. So it'll be very, very chill. You know, my 29th is not that big of a deal. Last year in my 20s, and I think next year, Cam and I wanted to do a joint. Our birthdays are a few weeks apart, so we wanted to do a joint 30th and like do a big maybe like Mexico trip or something I don't know this is just me planning a year ahead so 29th birthday whatever I feel like my birthdays aren't super exciting usually but I have a feeling that 29 I have a feeling that you're gonna be good 28 was amazing but I have a feeling that 29 is about to be amazing as well Um, another thing, another update, my health issues, dun, dun, dun. Okay. I haven't gotten my GI map results yet. I literally should be getting that sometime this week if you're listening to this when it comes out. So I'm, I think I'm going to get the results before my birthday. I do have a feeling I know what it is. And I don't think I'm making enough digestive enzymes still, but I'm actually a little bit terrified that there is something going on with my pancreas. And so I ordered a CT scan with the GI doctor. Like, I truly do think I have some sort of pancreatic disorder. <laughs> now, I I don't want to, like, psych myself out. Maybe I'm wrong, you know, but I, I want to rule this out to be safe. Unfortunately, the next available CT scan is in April. So that's why I wanted to order myself the GI map, just because I can test those elastase levels in there. And, you know, when I had my health issues years ago, my elastase levels were basically at zero. And I know that a big part of that was my root canal and that root canal infection. I know that a lot of times oral health issues manifest into the rest of your body, right? And 
I just don't know. Like, I have a weird feeling that something's still not right. And, you know, I'd rather be safe than sorry. So TBD on that, because unfortunately I can't get that done. And I also do honestly just, I want to just rule out anything crazy. Of course, you can do all the holistic testing, but conventional conventional medicine exists for a reason, in my opinion. And I think getting CT scans or colonoscopies, et cetera, like these exams that I can't do for you from home, right? I think that these are important to do just to rule anything out. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing them, right? Colon cancer is so much more common than we realize. So if you're able to even get something like a colonoscopy done, I don't think it's going to cause you any harm. In fact, I think it's important to just rule out anything super major. So let's just hope that nothing is actually wrong with my pancreas. But the reason why I have a weird feeling is because I just know how much better I feel with taking like 30, I'm not taking 30 at a time, but with taking a ton of digestive enzymes versus not. And Unfortunately, even over-the-counter enzymes are not as strong as getting something like a prescription digestive enzyme, and I have a weird feeling that I need one of those, but I don't want to like, look, look, guys, please don't think that you have these same issues as me. You probably don't. I think I'm a pretty severe case right now. I just know myself and my body and the blood work and things that are manifesting and things that I've been doing. I genuinely do think that it's my pancreas, so this is not what everyone is struggling with, okay? So I don't need to freak out and be like, oh my God, is this me? It's probably not you, okay? So take some deep breaths. I just want to share what I think it is. It may not be any of this, but people who are listening to my podcast, you guys are truly my number one supporters. I know this and that's why I'm not sharing this on Instagram. So I will update you as time goes on. I just don't really want to say what I'm doing exactly and things right now that have been helping because, you know, I don't, you're not me. So we'll see what I decide to share on here, but this is the first time I'm sharing what I think it is out loud to people who are not my close friends and family. You know, so my best friends definitely know and my family know what's going on, but Now, my OG podcast listeners are also knowing as well. So I just wanted to share that little update. You know, please don't keep asking me questions about it. I don't don't really want to talk about it. But I do, again, know that it is something with my digestion, given the zits that are coming on my cheeks only, literally only my cheeks. This is a digestion issue for sure. Versus when I had my crazy root canal infection, it was all over my face. It truly was an infection. But I think right now I'm still not breaking and digesting things and it's manifesting on my cheek area. And I don't know if there's something that just triggered it or if this just has still been an issue and somehow things I've been doing have been helping and then all of a sudden something came up. I don't know. So this is why we're ruling out anything crazy or anything big. I think that's it with the updates. I don't want to keep you waiting too long. Hopefully things are okay with me. Again, we all have up and down journeys when it comes to our health. You're not going to feel 100% every single second of every single day, okay? And I really do want to preface that because I think a lot of people 
aim for perfection and there's no such thing as perfect, you're going to get sick. You're going to maybe need antibiotics in the future, okay? Let's say you have a crazy infection. Who knows? You may get pneumonia. Actually, I've had pneumonia before, you guys. Fun fact. It was awful. I was in the hospital. Um, So I just want to share that because even me, a holistic doctor out here who helps thousands, I don't know if I've helped thousands, but I've definitely helped hundreds of women. Um, Maybe I have helped a thousand. No, I feel like I've helped hundreds for sure. I should really figure out how many people I've actually worked with (laughs) because I don't have an exact number in my head. Yes, even me who helps hundreds of women still has some underlying health issues and still is on her own healing journey, but thankfully I know what to do and I think that's kind of the most important thing when it comes to my health. The other update actually before I get into the first question, I've been talking a lot about microdosing mushrooms. The mushroom brand that I like, um, Moonchild, and you can DM me again if you want the exact account. They're amazing. I am going to interview the woman behind that company on my podcast. She does want to stay anonymous, FYI, so I may not put a name. I may just put microdosing mushrooms and we're just going to kind of maybe give, give her a fake name or something just to kind of protect her privacy. But goodness gracious, I have been buying them for a while. while. And yes, each bar is like $35 or something along those lines. It's expensive. Obviously, like that whole bar is going to last you quite a while because you shouldn't be using the whole thing in like a week. So it's pretty, it's a pretty good price given the quality, organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, no preservatives. Like the ingredients are extremely, extremely clean. They are local to me. So I love supporting a local company. But she sent me a freaking package. And I guess it's because I've referred so many people to her. And again, I I found them randomly. It wasn't like I've been seeking people out. Like I genuinely have tried a lot of different chocolate mushroom brands. And that was by far one of the best ones. So anyways, I guess I've referred a lot of people to her. I literally tell people, just tell them I sent you. Like, you know, I really want to see... If maybe I can support them in any way, maybe get a discount code or something in the future, guys, you know, who knows? Anyways, she literally messaged me and was like, are you home? I'm sending you a Valentine's Day package. And I'm like, dude, I literally just bought like four bars off her. So I'm stocked on four bars already. Okay, keep this in mind. Anyways, I get the package. Another four bars. God bless this woman. Plus two different capsules and I guess they newly came out with capsules versus doing the chocolates and one of them was a hundred and one of them was a 300 milligram now keep in mind when I microdose I do one to three squares okay one is like if I don't need a lot and sometimes I'll do like two so two is actually one to two is what something I would do when I'm working three is something that I would do three or four if I'm at a festival so I literally was like, what are these capsules? Oh my goodness. I did the 100 milligram with my brother. We did them last week. And I seriously just, I slept so bad. I had brain fog the night before and I just felt so like lethargic and fatigued. And it's because I didn't sleep well. I was having weird nightmares. It was just a weird night. We all have those off nights. You know, you didn't do your nighttime routine properly or whatever might be going on. The new moon, full moon. I don't fucking care what's going on in the world, right? But Either way, I slept bad and I did the 100 milligram and holy moly, I had so much energy and I was so productive the entire morning. So today, as I'm recording this, I decided to try the 300. I literally feel like I can sit here and talk for another 45 minutes straight. Like I 
I'm not high. So people think when you're microdosing, you're like, oh my God, I'm so high and I'm hallucinating. No, genuinely, I just feel like I have a lot of energy right now, a lot of mental clarity. I'm feeling good about myself. I'm feeling confident. And I'm like, let's get this shit done. The 300 for sure is way stronger. Like the 100 was so minimal to where I genuinely, the only difference I felt was like my brain fog kind of went away and I had more energy. But right now, y'all, I think it just hit me as I'm talking about this. But I took it two hours ago. So maybe it's like at its peak right now. Woo! Let me tell you. I am feeling so good. Honestly, I'm a big fan of these capsules. I do like the chocolates, I will say, because I can kind of like, it, it kicks in a little quicker. It kicks in in like 30 minutes, where I think these capsules take, you know, at least an hour to kick in. But wow, I, I think it genuinely hit me right now. Honestly, as I'm talking about it, I'm feeling great. Again, I'm not hallucinating. I could easily drive. I don't think you're supposed to drive under the influence, so please do not drive if you are microdosing and you're new to this. However, I genuinely feel like I could go and I feel like I took a pre-workout or something. I used to abuse Adderall in college, okay? I'm going to admit this. I genuinely feel like I'm taking a little bit of an IR Adderall. I haven't taken Adderall in forever, but yeah, I used to abuse this in college because my little brother had a prescription and I would literally take them and use them so I wouldn't eat and get through the day (laughs) so I can lose weight. A lot of people do Adderall for that reason, but I genuinely feel like I'm on it. I feel so good right now. Oh my gosh. Anyways, if you're curious about microdosing mushrooms, I will have the founder of Moonchild on my podcast. Guys, I've been talking for almost 20 minutes long and I haven't even started with the Q&A and I think I need to get to it because I think it's time. I think my brain is about to handle these questions. Anyways, may I regret posting this podcast? Probably, probably not. This is your sign to do some research on microdosing, though, because I think it's absolutely amazing, and I'm trying to convince my mom to do it with me one day. Okay, let's get into the first question. A few people asked me this, actually, which is interesting, but people had asked me what I thought about dates as sweeteners. FYI, I have a website, and on my website, I have a blog post. I did a blog post on dates specifically. Literally, dates are... One of my favorite sweeteners and natural candies, in my opinion, out there. Dates have tons of vitamins and nutrients, specifically the brand Date Lady. They have amazing, amazing products. I do have a discount code, but I would go to my blog post and read upon it because dates have tons of amazing minerals in there, like potassium, for example. It's super high in potassium, but that brand Date Lady has a date sugar, Date syrup. Oh my gosh. I think date syrup is better than maple syrup. Yes, you heard me. They have this date chocolate spread that tastes like freaking Nutella. Eat it by the spoonful. It is candy. They have really great dates and different varieties of dates. I used to do this when I had enough of the date spread. I ran out. I would open up dates and then put the chocolate date spread in the dates. Yes, that's triple the double the dates, whatever it might be date wise. So good. So I'm actually a huge fan. I think dates are a great sweetener. I think honey, raw manuka honey, great sweetener. Coconut sugar, great sweetener. Even organic raw cane sugar, a good sweetener. I'm just more of a fan of using real sugar and quality sugar like honey, maple syrup, you know, date syrup, dates, date sugar, coconut sugar. I prefer you use these versus using stevia 
or using other processed powdered fake sweeteners. Monk fruit sweetener, there's a lot of brands out there. Most of them actually are just pure erythritol, which is a sugar alcohol, which can cause gut issues. Truly, date sugar, so much better than using stupid erythritol sugar-free things. I don't know why we're fearing sugar these days. Yes, you can overdo anything. Yes, real sugar can possibly spike your blood sugar if you already have underlying blood sugar imbalances. But I just hate that we're using alternative processed fake sugars and sugar alcohols and actually using the real sugar ingredients like honey and maple syrup and dates. All these things exist for a reason. Why are we steering away from real whole natural sugars and we're fearing these things and then opting for stupid zero sugar alcohol sugar alcohol alternatives. I don't know. To me, it's really dumb in my opinion. So to answer your question, yes, I'm a huge fan of dates and I definitely recommend you go to my website, drchristinatalmy.com. I have a blog post on dates specifically and I have all the information when it comes to its nutritional value. The next question asks me my thoughts on the keto diet. My thoughts is it's absolute bullshit. No, truly, you guys, I did keto basically keto for so long because I was so scared of carbs and I felt like my body was constantly craving carbs and instead of just eating a banana or eating an apple or dates or honey any of those things I wouldn't even allow myself to eat that I would just eat spoons and spoons of coconut butter and almond butter because I was so scared of having any sugar and so in reality I was just binge eating so so much to fulfill my craving of sugar. Now, here's the thing, woman, and this is specifically for women. We need carbs. And honestly, every human needs carbs. We need all three macronutrients. We need protein, carbs, and fats. You can literally overdo any single food. I don't care what anyone tells you. Yes, even eating real whole foods like I did, because I was so scared of fruit, you can overeat. You can overeat avocados. You can overeat meat. You can overeat coconut butter and almond butter, aka something that I was doing when in reality I was harming my gut health. We need carbs. Carbs are literally the main source of fuel for our brain specifically. Our brain needs glucose, okay? I don't know why we're still fearing carbohydrates. Now, I'm not telling you to go eat a bunch of processed pasta and bread and cookies and cupcakes and bagels and donuts and all that shit. I'm not telling you to do that. What I'm telling you is that your body needs actual real whole food carbohydrate sources. Let's not fear fruit. Let's not fear a banana. I used to literally fear bananas for so long. Let's not fear apples. Let's not fear sweet potatoes, butternut squash, beets. These are carbohydrates. Veggies guys are still carbs technically. They're just very limited amounts of carbohydrates in them. So my thoughts on keto diet is it's actually absolute bullshit, in my opinion. I truly believe that the reason why a lot of people lose weight on keto is they probably don't eat enough food or enough calories. A lot of them might be intermittent fasting or just having like a bulletproof coffee for breakfast. And then they're eating lunch and dinner and they're just eating like meat and maybe a little veggies and then that's it, right? So you're not really eating a lot of calories. It's the same thing with IF, intermittent fasting. A lot of people are losing weight because they're not eating enough calories. Or maybe they did keto and they're just switching up their food quality. So like they stopped eating bagels, bananas, donuts, bananas. I didn't mean to say that. But they stopped eating processed carbs like donuts, bagels, sandwiches, cupcakes, pastas, bread. And so they swapped all that to eat more meat and veggies and eggs and whole food sources in general. So they're probably losing weight. 
do you know what I mean? I hope you understand where I'm getting with this. Anyways, my thoughts on keto diet is I don't think you need to be doing it at all. In fact, I think we just need to reach towards eating whole foods. I think we need to stop doing these stupid diets, things like paleo. Yeah, I don't think paleo is the end-all, be-all diet. I hate labeling things. People are like, do you eat... Like, what do you think of pro-metabolic? I don't even think pro-metabolic is going to fix you. Carnivore diet. Why, why do we need to do these fucking diets? Like, just eat real whole foods. Animal foods. Veggies. Whole food carbohydrates. Gluten-free grains. Rice is totally okay. I just don't understand why we keep having to hop on all these diet trends when a lot of these diets, what do they have in common? Eating real whole foods. I wanted to interrupt this episode because I always get asked for my favorite non-toxic skincare products. If you're looking for a clean skincare line that not only won't damage your hormones, but also helps with acne, acne scarring, and is even anti-aging, then I highly recommend trying ClearStem. I've been using these products for the last two years and have noticed huge improvements in my skin. I love their Clarity Serum, which is known as the Blackhead Dissolver. It contains mandelic acid, turmeric, and vitamin C, which is perfect for active breakouts and acne scarring. I use all of their products, and I highly recommend starting with their Clear Skin Kit if you're new to their skincare. None of their products contain pore-clogging ingredients or endocrine disruptors, which means no breakouts and no hormonal issues. If you want to try ClearStem, you can head to clearstemskincare.com and use my code Christina T at checkout for 15% off. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-T for 15% off. Another question I got, and I actually got a few of these when I posted that I get my nails done. So someone asked, thought about nails and chemicals. Okay, I know that I do get my nails done, and most of the time I don't go to a non-toxic salon. We actually have some near me. But getting your nails done is about $100 plus to go to a nail toxic salon or to a non-toxic nail salon. And for me, that's honestly a lot of money in my opinion. Whereas if I were to just do a gel at a toxic salon, it's $40. (laughs) So let's just say there's a $60 difference. Now, I am also not crazy rich. I'm really not. So, you know, I don't want to just blow a hundred plus dollars every three weeks to go to a non-toxic nail salon. For some reason though, you guys, getting my nails done makes me feel so much more confident about myself. I truly believe that. And anything to help boost my confidence, I'm all about. I also do not get my hair dyed. Okay, so there's some toxins there. I don't do Botox. I don't do filler. I don't even get my eyebrows done, honestly. All my makeup is non-toxic hair products, skin products, cleaning products. I have EMF blockers. I truly do all the things besides get my nails done when it comes to reducing toxins. So for me, I pick and choose my battle with my nails. That is the one toxic trait I like to say about myself when it comes to any of these things. So yes, it's not good for you, okay? Obviously, you're putting toxins on your nails. However, I personally, these are my real nails. I don't get any fake nails, acrylics, etc. I do, I've been doing the builder gel lately. Um, it is really, really affordable where I live. Whereas I know if I were to go to Orange County or other places, it's like $40, 30 dollars 30 to $40 more than what I would pay personally. So I just personally do what I can afford. If I want to do a non-toxic salon, I will do that once in a while. But for me, 
my, again, my one toxic trait is getting my nails done. And no, it's not good for you. It really isn't. I, I know that there are people who used to comment on my page and, and were like, ew, I'm not going to talk to a girl who wears plastic clothes and has acrylics. Okay, they're not acrylics. Legitimately, guys, these are my real nails. When you eat well, when you take care of your gut health, when you actually eat enough animal protein, your nails and your hair will grow. So for me, if I have long nails, hell yeah, I'm going to rock them. And I don't care what anyone says about me. Truly getting my nails done and having them done makes me feel so much more confident in myself. I feel more like a woman and I think that's okay. So, you know, there are people who are like, I want to do Botox and I will do all the other health things, but I will still get Botox. Great. You do you. I'm not judging anyone. I hope no one judges me. But again, I don't actually do anything else, I guess, that's quote unquote toxic. You know, again, I've never dyed my hair. I all my products and skincare and makeup, etc. is all non-toxic and clean. I do a really good job of taking care of my internal health. Again, I'm not perfect. Alcohol is toxic, right? Like, I still drink once in a while. I don't drink every day. I don't go buck wild every weekend. I don't even drink every single week. It really depends on the situation. So my thoughts is do what makes you happy, but too many toxins is also not good for you, right? So I'm not telling you to go get your nails done, go get Botox, go get filler, go get your hair dyed, and you'll be a-okay because you probably won't be. Pick and choose your battles. If getting your nails done isn't something you really care about, don't do it. For me, it wasn't something that I really recently started getting into until actually a couple years ago, and I've been consistently getting my nails done for the last couple years, and it truly has been game changer for me and my self-confidence. So I hope that answers your question. Um... You know, of course, if getting my nails done at a non-toxic salon was super cheap, I absolutely will. Or maybe when I'm a millionaire, I'll be going to a non-toxic salon. However, it is just really affordable (laughs) where I live to go to a normal salon. So that's kind of what I've been doing lately. But, you know, I do try my best when it comes to that aspect of my health and obviously every single other area of my life when it comes to my health and wellness is pretty non-toxic. So I hope that answers your question. Someone asked me, if you could have one cheat meal, what would it be? And you gotta have something unhealthy. Before I answer this question, I was talking about this with a client. And if you're listening to this, you get me. I literally don't crave anything unhealthy. Okay. So I want to put that out there. Truly. I don't sit here and go, oh, I just want McDonald's. I just want in and out I literally am craving a donut or a cupcake. Like genuinely when I'm hungry, I crave a beautiful, nutritious meal. Like I genuinely love the way I eat and I eat so boring and basic, but one, it fills me up. Two, makes me feel good. Three, I'm not sick or bloated after. Four, it just feels healing to me. And I, again, when you start eating really healthy and you notice how good you feel, You don't crave anything unhealthy. And I hate, like, I hate when people ask this. No offense to this person. Like, I I really do. It's nothing against you. But people are always like, what do you, like, what do you crave? Do you ever crave fast food? Do you want a cheat meal? Like, genuinely, you guys, no. I really don't. And I grew up actually not allowed to eat any In-N-Out or McDonald's or my parents never took me to those places. The only time we were ever allowed to eat fast food 
was if we were in another country. Like when we would go to Egypt, for example, I remember their Burger King was so freaking delicious. This was years and years ago because the food quality in other countries are genuinely so much better. I think this was a TikTok I saw about how like the McDonald's in Japan is like gourmet or something. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. But truly, American fast food, especially in America, is just absolute garbage. And I know that even if I ate something like a McChicken, I generally wouldn't feel good. And like, honestly, it looks fucking disgusting to me. So I'm going to put that out there. I really can't even answer this. Unfortunately, like I don't sit here and I'm like, oh my God, if I'm going to have a cheat meal and nothing's going to happen to me, first off, let's get out of that mentality. If you eat something bad, whatever. But truly, I don't really have, like I sat here and thought about this question for a while. Like if I could have one cheat meal, I mean, I don't think I genuinely would have one. It would be something my mom would make. Like, a beautiful pita, like, falafel sandwich or, like, shawarma, like, that my mom makes or something. Like, honestly, if I could have a cheat meal, I would go to another country and eat a shit ton of pizza from Italy and pasta and something along those lines. Like, I really love Italian food, truly. I think that's just amazing, especially in Italy. If I could have an amazing Italian pizza or pasta dish, like, I will take that. I don't think I even have a cheat meal that I could say out loud on here at all that I would eat here, to be completely honest. So no, I'm serious. I sat here for a while and I go, what would I want to crave? Like nothing, ew, all of the fast food here looks absolutely atrocious. And even when I eat out for someplace nice, I literally go back home and think my mom could have made that so much better and so much cheaper. Truly, if I want a freaking cheat meal, I will have my mom make me something phenomenal. And I don't even consider this a cheat meal, but like I genuinely would rather go eat my mom's food than go eat out at a restaurant. This is truly how good my mom's food is. And I'm not even exaggerating. I think my mom is the best chef I've ever encountered. Um, I mean, who knows? There are probably way better chefs, but my mom is actually freaking amazing for just you know, never gone to culinary school in her life. Um, another thing I was going to say was if I were to pick some fast food, like I had to pick something, I'd probably go get In-N-Out and get like a lettuce wrapped or tomato wrapped burger. Or I've been seeing on TikTok the Flying Dutchman with the grilled onion wrap. That looks pretty dank. Like honestly, I, if I feel like I literally only had the option of eating fast food, I'd probably go to In-N-Out and get like two patties and get a lettuce wrap burger or something. I honestly don't even like the sauce. I don't like mayo. I think In-N-Out is actually a zero out of 10. No, it's not a zero out of 10. I don't think In-N-Out is that great. So this is just like unpopular opinion. I don't think fast food or any, like no food is worth eating out if I could just have my mom cook me something. Truly. Like if you've ever had my mom's meals on a holiday, you have not experienced good food. My mom goes all out, will cook like six different meats, shredded beef and this like ground lamb and tahini sauce and then like make paella and then make this. Oh, my God. It's called metlubi. Um, If you're Arab, you know this. It's like rice and eggplant and onion and meat. And then you like flip the pot. Oh, I could eat that every day of my life. My mom's salads. I don't know what she does. I don't even like salads. But my mom's salads. My mom's shrimp Thai salad. You guys, I generally don't crave anything but my mom's cooking. So if I want a cheat meal, I will eat like 
20 plates of my mom's holiday foods. I will take that over any restaurant at all. Um, I don't know. I just like, if I don't need to eat out, I won't. But like, I do love going out to drinks and going out to eat and stuff. But like, I wish that my mom could just be cooking at all these restaurants. So if you've never had my mom's food, I'm excited for you to come to our event because her baba ganoush is life-changing. I could eat that by the spoonful. So I hope that answers your question. I feel like that didn't, but you know what? I just don't, I don't crave cheat meals. I actually got a really good question. Someone asked, what are the options for someone living in New York who can't do HTMA or even run their own labs? Are there any other alternatives? This is so crazy to me because I think it's New York, New Jersey, and Massachusetts or Connecticut, one of those. It's definitely New York and New Jersey, but they don't allow me to order any testing directly there. HTMAs, you can't technically order there. GI maps, blood work. So that definitely makes it challenging. There are some loopholes around it. So if I do have a client from New York, unfortunately, I really cannot order any blood work unless they were to go out of state and I have a different address for them. It's it's super annoying, I know. However, for GI maps, I usually order it to my own house and then they have to pay the additional shipping of what it costs to ship to New York for them. So that's actually what I do for people who live in New York. Same with HTMAs. Any HTMAs, I actually ship out the kits myself and you could check on the box, not done in New York. So a good practitioner and a nice one will honestly use some of the loopholes like I just stated to help you guys out a little bit because I do know how annoying it is. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why New York and New Jersey and such are like that. It's actually super confusing. So my suggestion is see if your practitioner would be nice enough like me to kind of go around the loopholes with the blood work. You may have to go to another state to do it, unfortunately. I really, really don't know why it's like that. I don't know what the laws are, but there are some sort of laws, and it's been like that for years, and I truly don't get it. So the blood work is hard, but I have done GI maps and HTMAs for people who are in New York, and they just... The GI maps are the one thing that you do have to pay a little bit of extra shipping because I personally will ship the kit to me and then personally go to, you know, the post office and mail it out to your address. So I hope that answers your question. The next question asked, I hear so much about gut health when it comes to our acne and skin health, but what about our liver health? And this is a great question. The entire body works together. So your liver, gut, skin issues are all coordinated together. They all work together. So liver health and acne health definitely go hand in hand. That's actually also something I noticed with my skin flare up, especially if you're not going to the bathroom daily, you're not detoxing a lot of that stuff out, right? And so it's just therefore getting recirculated back into your body and therefore puts a higher burden on the liver. If your liver in general, you're using toxic products, you're drinking a lot, you're doing all the toxic things, you're not eating well, you are putting your liver through a burden. And so if it's not filtering things out, you have higher liver enzymes, or even if your liver is a little bit on the sluggish end, which is something else I've seen, then yes, you can break out on your face. Acne is not just from one thing a lot of times. I mean, for me right now with what I'm going through with my health, I did notice my liver enzymes get a little bit more elevated 
than normal for me. And unfortunately, I know that is also causing me to have some skin issues. So this is a period of time for me where I do want to focus more on supporting my liver and doing things, personal things that I'm not sharing that I'm doing. But yes, acne and liver health 1000% go hand in hand. Um, But I do see a lot of times acne, there's usually multiple reasons. It's what you're eating, obviously focusing on liver health, detoxing properly, going to the bathroom every single day, what you're eating, what you're putting on your skin. This is why, because I actually got asked a lot about acne and what causes acne and what to do for acne or any skin condition in general, I would really listen to my acne solo podcast episode because I did a really big deep dive into skin health. But yes, absolutely. Acne and liver health 1000% go hand in hand. Now, if you have higher liver enzymes, I usually say again, this is a toxic liver. This depends on what's actually causing that for you. I don't know you. And then you may have a sluggish liver if your liver enzymes for me are on the lower end. I use different ranges than maybe your primary care physician uses when it comes to your blood work. They may say everything is normal, but in reality for me, I can tell when something is not actually normal. And so in that case, I would need to look at, of course, other blood markers, not just those liver enzymes. Your entire body works hand in hand. There isn't usually one thing. If you do have a sluggish liver, you gotta, you know, help out that liver. And again, that's going to be very individual, but it seems to be maybe not getting in enough nutrients. Whereas a toxic liver, there is something that is not coming out of your body. So I hope that answers your question. Um, Again, I have an entire podcast episode on acne, and I think that can be super helpful for you because, you know, I got a question saying, what's the best thing to have helped anyone with cystic acne? And it's seriously so, so many things. What I will say with acne is it doesn't just go away in one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. I mean, with my first time having cystic acne after my infection, it took about seven months to completely clear. Right now, my skin is through a bad flare-up, and I know it's because something is detoxing out of my body. And sometimes you go through purging your skin, especially when you're finally taking care of your body, things might start coming out and it may manifest into your skin. So please don't freak out if you're on your healing journey and two weeks in, you're breaking out a little bit. Sometimes this is good. Sometimes it's a detox reaction, but cystic acne can be from so many things. So please Definitely go back and listen to that acne solo episode. I did a really good episode all about acne. Someone asked this question, and honestly, I really, really want to answer it. Someone said, tips for eating at family gatherings. I'm gluten-free, dairy-free, and it's rough. I have to eat before people, and it might offend them. First, it is okay if you're offending them because you and your health come first and you can tell them to F off. No, I'm just kidding. I'm very grateful because my family, when I first transitioned into eating gluten-free or dairy-free, my mom would always and still does this. She makes gluten-free desserts specifically for me and my sister. I personally don't go out of my way to eat a lot of gluten because if my mom is buying something, like sometimes she'll make she won't make pie crust. She'll be too lazy. Or if we have like so many things going on and she'll get like the terrible ones, unless it's like made from our sourdough starter or just something 
that I know won't mess up my stomach, I will eat it. However, again, my mom literally, especially on my healing journey when I was gluten-free, dairy-free, would go out of her way and make a dessert. So if you are maybe worried about the dessert portion, absolutely make your own gluten-free, dairy-free pie, whether it's pumpkin pie, apple pie, I don't care. That way you have a dessert and that stuff tastes good. I don't know why a lot of people think gluten-free desserts don't taste as good. My mom, I mean, my mom's a genius, but I feel like you can still make that stuff pretty tasty. So if it's a dessert issue, that's just one of my recommendations is you bring the gluten-free, dairy-free pie or whatever it might be so that everyone can enjoy it. Now, if you are at family gatherings, sometimes, I mean, I don't know what your family cooks in, but I feel like this is hard to relate, mostly because... My parents didn't grow up having Thanksgiving, and so our Thanksgiving meals aren't very traditional. Like, we've never made stuffing. We've never made casseroles. I've literally never had a casserole in my life. So when we make Thanksgiving dinner, it isn't very traditional. You know, we'll have a turkey. And when I was gluten-free, dairy-free, my mom wouldn't use butter or anything along that. When she was making the turkey or cooking in butter, she would personally just use avocado oil or olive oil. I feel like there are ways around this. You can absolutely make gluten-free, dairy-free stuffing, casseroles. I know people have done it. So what I would suggest is seeing if when they do make the turkey, ask them to not put butter in it, okay? Or maybe you make your own dishes and bring them and have them try it. Be like, hey, I made some roasted Brussels sprouts. We always do roasted Brussels sprouts with balsamic vinegar for Thanksgiving and big family gatherings. So there you go. Make that. You can make mashed potatoes and maybe, you know, instead of using like heavy cream, you can do like, I don't know if this tastes good, but like a coconut cream. Also, if you are dairy free, ghee is a really good alternative because there is no lactose in it. It's actually naturally lactose free. And I know people who can't tolerate dairy can use ghee. So see if you can just ask them to swap out the ghee, get them a jar of ghee. I totally get it when it is frustrating. I used to not go to Friendsgivings or anything like that because I wasn't able to eat anything. But I feel like there are ways around it. Find some sort of meat, find some rice maybe, mashed potatoes. I mean, you could always ask to, again, not use dairy in them or make your own gluten-free, dairy-free dishes and bring them so everyone can enjoy. Any side salads, veggies usually shouldn't have gluten or dairy in them, I guess, unless they're doing croutons in there. But that would be my advice. And if you need to eat beforehand, because clearly they're not going to help you out in any regard, don't be shy or bring your own meal and just eat with them, but have it be something completely different because I would absolutely do that and bring my own entire meal. I feel like I used to do this. I would just bring my own food and meals. Usually I still do that. You guys, when I go to San Diego or my friends places for the weekends, I always bring my own lunches and dinners and like they would all like get takeout and whatever. And I'd be like, no, I brought food. I'll heat it up. So I have, I say no shame. Friends and family are for sure going to judge when they're not used to seeing someone eat in a specific way, but I promise you, your family and friends will get used to it. Sometimes it can be kind of weird to see someone who cares about their health and a lot of them don't. A lot of times they're just curious. Some people can be judgy, yes, but my friends know me. They don't judge me when I bring my own meals with me. Um, But I hope that answers your question. Trust me, I get it. It sucks. 
Start by maybe bringing your own gluten-free, dairy-free dishes so people can enjoy it or maybe help them cook or, you know, suggest not cooking in butter and and swap for an avocado oil. Again, bring your own gluten-free pie. Bring your own food. Share with everyone. I think it will get easier, but I think just starting off with bringing your own things can be really helpful. I got a question asking, what do you think your birth plan would look like when you have kids in the future? I love this question. I am almost 29 years old, which is crazy. And I'm honestly right now, you guys, nowhere near wanting to have kids. I still feel like I'm in my fun girl era. And again, the reason for that was I feel like most of my 20s was spent pretty miserable studying. I never really got to do much. I feel like I even in college, I mean, because I was a chem major, I didn't really do as many things as I would see my friends doing. I never got to live in PB, which is, you know, where most seniors live at SCSU. I, I just felt like it wasn't until I was 28, honestly, last year was like my first full year of my 20s. I also am single, like completely single. I don't even care to go on dates. Someone asked me this last time. I really don't care to go on dates. Most people are not worth my time. I try to see if I can FaceTime people before I even go meet them because I'm like, honestly, are you even worth going to a dinner for? Most people are not. Okay. I know my worth. Anyways, I don't know, but I, if you guys listened to that episode with Abby Fernandini, she talked about her birth story. Hearing that, I'd never thought that I would want like a home birth or going to one of those places that she had kind of mentioned. See, I didn't know about any of this. And the reason I've really been learning more is because when my sister had, we talked about this on the podcast with Abby, but my sister had an emergency C-section and just hearing all this stuff makes me want to definitely go the more natural route. Just hearing Abby's story, I think, was game changer for me. So I honestly don't know if I have an answer to this. I obviously want kids. I think just right now, after my sister had a baby, I'm like, dude, I I cannot handle a child right now. Like, I love my niece so much, but I could not imagine taking care of a baby when I feel like I still can't take care of myself on my own. And I also don't even have a man, okay? And I would love to be in a healthy, solid relationship before I have kids, but I definitely want two kids. So I don't know. I really don't. Honestly, though, definitely similar to Abby, kind of what she ate. I love that she still had her raw milk. She ate quality raw fish. If you listen to the podcast, I will definitely still be doing my organ meats and all the things I still do. Obviously, I use non-toxic products, so I wouldn't need to change much, but I really have no idea. I feel like I won't know until it hits me and I'm really, really wanting to have a kid. Then I feel like I'm going to do more research on it because right now it's just so far off my calendar (laughs) in a way. Look, again, if any of you guys have anyone who might be my type hook it up because I'm single and I really want a date for my brother's wedding in September, but I can't bring a date unless they're actually going to be my husband, I think. So, you know, that's a little unfortunate, but I really do like this question. I usually get asked a lot about like, what would I do in this situation? What would I do in that situation? And 
it's genuinely so hard to figure out because I feel like I'm not at that point where I want kids. But I definitely want two or three. And I feel like I don't want kids. I don't want to rush into having kids. I know I am 29. Unfortunately, woman, we have a freaking biological clock. So I'm not trying to rush it. I'm not trying to stress about it. It'll happen when it happens. I want to take care of me, my health, my mental health, my physical health first, because I know that that's going to be much better for my future babies down the line. But hopefully you guys still follow me by the time I have kids and people are still following along my journey, that would be absolutely amazing because I would love to share more about what it's like when I'm actually pregnant. The last question I'm going to answer for this episode is, someone asked me your daily supplement, exercise, eat, sleep, work routine. I feel like I can totally do a whole day in my life reels. It's just my life is so boring, I feel like. I don't know. It's not that exciting because I work from home and at my desk and I feel like these influencers who do day in the lives look so aesthetically pleasing. Like, I don't think I look cute at all during the week. I'm literally in whatever PJs and sweatpants that I probably have worn multiple days in a row. Okay, so let's start off with that. My supplements, I'm not sharing that and I will never share my supplement routine exactly because it changes. Um, we are all unique and individual. So depending on what I'm going through, what I see in my blood work, I might change or add things. I love my Ned CBD sleep blend. I know I post that all the time. That is definitely something that I take. I do take AHCC every single day as well. I do take a probiotic, Just Thrive. Um, pretty sure my code for all of those is Chrissy, K-R-I-S-S-Y. Those are the only things I'm going to share specifically with you guys right now because I am currently doing something for my health and it's definitely helping, but I don't want to say anything more with when it comes to my supplements. With my workout routine, I work out three to four days a week. I did an entire podcast episode on my workout routine, just FYI. It's on my podcast. I talk about how to boost your metabolism and exercise in general. I weight lift three to four times a week. Right now it's four times a week. And on all my other days, I do morning walks and I sauna. I do try to sauna as much as I can. So I do sauna right now about five times a week. That's just what I have time for. If I especially on my rest days, it's nice because I can just walk a little bit and then while the sauna heats up and sauna and I always work in my sauna, which is great for me because that's a really good time for me to like start the work day and check all my emails, etc. And then when, what am I talking about? But I do just, I do just strength train. Like genuinely, I lift super heavy and I make sure that I hit my steps and I don't stress out if I don't hit 10K steps, but my goal is about 10 to 12K only because my entire job is standing at my desk. Like if I did not go on a walk, I would probably hit 3K steps max a day because I go up and down the stairs of my house. Probably because my house is big that I would get those steps in or because I'm at the gym. So I really do try to make sure that I'm getting movement in because I do have a very sedentary job. Unfortunately, low key working at CVS was nice because I would literally hit 10K steps just working all day and I would be in a small pharmacy but I would never get a chance to sit down which is a little bit stressful obviously but that was the perks of that job and then my sleep routine I'm asleep by nine ish every single night (laughs) I turned my phone on airplane mode 
at 7.30 p.m. So my friends know not to text me after that or I probably won't reply, unfortunately. Um, And then I usually get up around 5.30 to 6-ish. Some days I do like to put my alarm a little bit later. On the weekends, I try to sleep in. But honestly, it feels like my body is naturally in the 9, 9.30, 5.30-ish a.m. range when it comes to waking up, unfortunately. Like the latest I think I've slept in is, well... Not after going out, okay? The latest I've probably slept in in my house is like 7.30, unfortunately. However, I have slept in until like 9, 9.30 when I've gone out sometimes. But even then, like I naturally just get up so early, like I do not sleep in. So I feel like my body just naturally gets tired at the same time because I do my whole nighttime routine. Also, you guys, I have a morning routine rest day session, like a rest day morning routine reels on my Instagram. So you should definitely check that out because that's kind of what I do on a rest day. And then when it comes to my daily eats, I have a meals recipes or meal story highlight. I have a what I eat in a day on my feed, which I should do another one at some point. Man, I am so behind content. I do not enjoy it. I hope you guys like my content because I low-key feel like no one likes it. Uh, I don't know how influencers do this. It's really annoying, but I feel like influencers who do content all day long don't have another job like me. So, like, therefore, it's their job. But, like, it's not my job. So, I feel like it's just not as fun for me to do. (laughs) But if you guys want to know, like, if you guys want a whole day in the life, please DM me and let me know. I'm, or, like, any reels or somethings that you want to see. But I, yeah, I am curious. Okay. Honestly, I was listening back to the beginning of this podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, I sound like I'm on crack. Is because I was microdosing those 300s. That was literally crazy. Truly. It, it really hit me for a very long period of time. Like maybe a good solid four hours. I got so much shit done. Bless those capsules. Because I honestly had a really busy day yesterday when I did film that. So, you know, sorry and excuse me for talking for like 20 minutes straight. Sounding like I'm cracked out. Um... Other than that, I just truly want to say again, thank you to every single person who listens to this. I know there are so many of my clients who, you know, we talk on our Zooms and you guys say how much you love listening to my podcast and I get feedback on this and how much I inspire you. It genuinely means more than you know. Like, I don't even know how to say thank you enough that people actually listen to me and like and hear and trust my opinion. I mean, I hope you guys do, but truly, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I hope one day I can give back to all of you, and I mean, I think I give back by sharing free health content. <laughs> um, I hope this was helpful. I'll probably do another Q&A because I still have so many to answer, but unfortunately, this stuff does take me a long time, and I hate super long podcast episodes personally. I don't have time to listen to them, so I know that a lot of you guys don't have time to listen to them, but again, I would love feedback. Always. Anyone whoever wants to send me feedback. It is greatly appreciated when it comes to my podcast. Truly, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. This is the last podcast you are listening to when I am 28 because I turned 29 March 3rd. So, yay. (laughs) Almost 29. Last year of my 20s. Goodness, I'm getting old. Oh, no, Christina. I don't want to be 30. Actually, though, I heard your 30s are pretty fun. We'll see. We'll see what 29 has in store for me. Anyways, thank you again for listening. I love you and I hope you have an amazing day. 